Hey everybody, thanks for joining again today. Today we're going to be looking at Nehemiah chapter 1, verses 4 through 11. Last time we talked about uh, Nehemiah recognizing a problem, and us as well recognizing a problem. Today we're going to talk about how do you respond to a problem. Uh, God must always be very involved in our response. Such was the case also with Nehemiah. In fact, in the first chapter of Nehemiah, the word you or your, referring to God, occurs 26 times. Nehemiah knew where to turn when he needed to respond. He didn't go to God as a last resort. He went to God as a first resort before he went into action. So let's read Nehemiah chapter 1, verses 4 through 11. So it was when I heard these words, I sat down and wept and mourned for many days. I was fasting and praying before the God of heaven. I said, I pray, Lord God of heaven, O great and awesome God, you who keep your covenant and mercy with those who love you and observe your commandments. Please let your ear be attentive and your eyes open, that you may hear the prayer of your servant, which I pray before you now, day and night. For the children of Israel, your servants, and confess, Father, the sins of the children of Israel, which we have sinned against you. Both my father's house and I have sinned. We acted very corruptly against you and have not kept the commandments, the statutes, nor the ordinances which you commanded your servant Moses. Remember, I pray, the word that you commanded your servant Moses, saying, If you are unfaithful, I will scatter you among the nations. But if you return to me and keep my commandments and do them, though some of you were cast out to the farthest parts of heaven, yet I will gather them from there and bring them to the place which I have chosen as a dwelling for my name. Now these are your servants and your people whom you have redeemed by your great power and by your strong hand. O Lord, I pray, please let your ear be attentive to the prayer of your servants and to the prayer of your servants who desire to fear your name. And let your servant prosper this day, I pray, and grant him in the sight of this man. I was the king's cupbearer. Nehemiah cared about the people. You know, we've all heard that saying, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Well, Nehemiah was one who cared. He cared enough to weep. It was customary for Jews to sit down when they mourned. And he was fasting. We'll see that in just a moment. But it wasn't just an old time, Old Testament situation. What about the New Testament? In Romans chapter 15, verse 14, where it says, Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Shouldn't we do that? 
Shouldn't when something good happens for somebody, we rejoice with them? And when something sad and they're weeping, shouldn't we feel their pain? And shouldn't we uh, be there to weep alongside of them, to put an arm around them, just to let them know that we care? Nehemiah not only prayed, he fasted. Fasting was required of the Jews only once a year on the Day of Atonement. But here we see Nehemiah several days fasting, weeping, praying, which is the second part. He cared enough to cry, to weep, but he also cared enough to take the problem to God. This is the first of 12 prayers in the book of Nehemiah. This prayer follows a very good pattern for all of us. I came across this acrostic many years ago called ACTS, and it helps me to remember the things that I should be praying for. The A stands for adoration. I should always be praising God. In the model prayer that Jesus gave to the disciples in Matthew in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus starts it off with this phrase, our Father in heaven, hallowed, which means holy or blessed be your name. That's adoration. Nehemiah then comes to confession in verses six and seven. He talks about how they have sinned, not just his fathers, but he had sinned and they had acted corruptly. We need to admit it when we sin. You know, this is one of the hard things in our world today. People have a hard time admitting they have sinned. But until we admit we have sinned, we're not going to be able to do anything about it. We're not going to allow God to help us in that area if we never confess to him that we have sinned. Thirdly, there's thanksgiving. In verses 8 through 10, he's, after he says how they've acted corruptly, he says, but you, Lord, according to what you said to Moses, if we are unfaithful, we will be scattered. But if we are faithful, you gather us back in. You will bring us back to you. None of us want to be separated from God. And then in verse 11, there's supplication, petition, pleading with him to hear how we need to plead with God to hear us today. And when we beg him and plead with him, he does hear us. Our prayers don't fall on deaf ears. They fall on the ears of the Almighty, the one who can do something about our prayers. So let's be people who pray. We often talk about being people of the book, but I think not only do we need to be people of the book, we need to be people of prayer, caring, this is not the end of Nehemiah's caring. He's going to take this a step further when we get into our next lesson. I need to let you know for the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be gone. So here's what I'd like you to do. I'd like you to pray for me for one. And then number two, go back and listen to some of the previous podcasts. Stay involved in the podcast. Please don't forget about me because I want you to be here when I restart the podcast again. Thanks so much. And I may drop a little note here and there uh, in those two weeks that I'm away, but uh, continue to check the podcast out. Continue to see uh, if I'm updating you and what's going on with me, but continue to look at previous lessons. Let's not lose touch with each other over these couple weeks. Thanks so much. Have a great day. Thanks for being here. Bye.